Welcome back to Championship Bow Hunting. Today we have a special guest. He's with Elk Shape. He does the videos for Hoyt's Get Serious, Get Fit, and also runs a CrossFit gym, uh, I believe, in the Spokane area. Is that true, Mr. Dan Staten? Is that, am I right there? Yeah, it's called uh, CrossFit Spokane Valley. There you go, CrossFit Spokane Valley. So welcome, Dan Staten, to... Um, to this uh, episode of the Championship Bow Hunting Podcast in which we are recording for the second time because of a technical error on my end. But, uh, hey, man, it was a good conversation the first time, so we'll, we'll do it again. Yeah, why not? <laughs> there you go. So, so Dan, um, you know, I, I, I test a little bit on, on some of the things you do there. Um, I, I'm going to leave out a section that, that, I, that I cut in, that I had in the first episode in which there's a little bit of a snafu on my end on an episode in which I advertised I was going to have you on the podcast. So if anybody wants to go back and check that out, just go back and listen. It's it's worth a little bit of humor. I was trying to say Dan is a hardcore bow hunter, and if you pick up on that, hey, it, like I said, it, it, it's adult entertainment, but um, <laughs> we're going to keep it PG on this one. So, uh, Dan, I mean, tell us a little bit how your year went. I know you, you, you hunt... Um, I mean, you start in the spring and, and kind of roll through most of the year and, and give us a little bit of a recap on, on this year's hunting season. Right on, man. Uh, I'd be happy to. Uh, this year was like every year. It was a great year. I'm a retired turkey hunter. I got nothing against turkey hunting, but um, I've done that many years and uh, discovered bear hunting and just fell in love. Just something about hunting predators and getting out in the spring, getting in the mountains. Uh, it hooked me. I've killed bears, spot and stock with a bow over bait, uh, never with hounds, but I just love bear hunting. Uh, so every year we have a bear camp at our cabin. My dad and I bought a cabin together, uh, eight years ago and it's in North Idaho. So we do a spring camp every year and, um, had a good buddy from your area, Santino Castellanos came up, uh, Grady Rawls, and we just shot some really cool video. But uh, anyways, um, killed two bears this year, this spring in Idaho, and uh, was awesome just to, you know, stick them with the new. I got the new Nitrum. Obviously, it's not new anymore, but uh, broke the bow in, got some confidence, tuned up with broadheads, and all that's already happened, and it's not even June. So that's why I love bear hunting. And then uh, rolled right into fall didn't draw any amazing mule deer tags so uh i went out and shot my third bear of the year i killed a washington bear um kind of an opportunity deal there i was deer hunting and ran into a really good bear stuck him and uh so that was the first killing three bears in a year and then i uh, went into elk hunting season and uh killed two bulls in idaho which uh you can do that in idaho you can buy a second tag uh, if they're not sold out, check your local regs. But uh, I've been doing that, gosh, probably six or seven years straight. I've killed two bulls in Idaho, which is great for the freezer. We go through two elk a year and, um, and kind of ended the season there as far as harvests go. I did hunt whitetail in Washington, and I hunted elk in Arizona. And to be quite honest, I was being really picky, and I never did quite get uh, – get an opportunity at the animals I was uh, trying to, but I uh, had a great time, especially Arizona. Highly recommend that. And, uh, yeah, all good bow hunting seasons come to an end. So this one did. 
That's awesome, man. I mean, you know, being being able to, like you said, put your equipment to the test early, and and you bear hunt in the same some of the same areas you elk hunt in. Absolutely, I uh, I am helping my elk population. Bears are hard on elk calves. Uh, they are omnivores. They do eat grasses and berries in our neck of the woods. But um, Santino Castellanos was with me when we found a fresh elk calf killed two years ago. Um, and it's not the bear's fault. They're opportunists, and they rut in the spring exactly the same time when calves get dropped. And so boars are cruising ridgelines, and they're just nosing the wind, and they're looking for ladies, and they pick up, I mean, a bear can smell a fresh calf. Uh, and it's just an opportunity. It's veal for them, man. It's just a fresh piece of meat. So, yeah, we try to keep those bear numbers in check, and, and thank God we do because we still have a ton of bears in Idaho. So I, I invite yeah. everybody to come out and hunt uh, Idaho over-the-counter spring bear hunting, man, and help us out with our elk population. We already have enough wolves as it is. So, yeah, that's it. I mean, that that's it. Like you said, doing your part, taking care of uh, of your part as a hunter there in that area, and and hunting one one game kind of helps the other out in in many ways. So that's awesome to hear. Um, you know. We we touched earlier on the on the first time through on a few things and some of the key points that I really want to because that you know obviously that that recording didn't work through I, I wanna I wanna bring back up in this episode so for, for the first time for the listeners but you know physical fitness and hunting go and successful hunting I should say go hand in hand um, do you have to be physically fit to be a successful hunter no but is it is it beneficial and is it helpful? And and tell tell us your take on that. I know you you live the fitness industry and and uh, and with bow hunting, it's your you know live that lifestyle as well. So tell give me your your two cents on on that piece of how those two work together. Sure. Um, well, like I said, or like you just said, not everyone's going to agree with that sentiment. But I do not apologize for saying you have to be in great shape to enjoy bow hunting to its fullest potential. Um, my number one go-to example is I have been elk hunting many times when that alarm went off and dude, I did not want to get out of my warm sleeping bag. Um, but I had to, and I had to kind of lean on my mental toughness that I gained from training and my discipline and all those little things that you do in the fitness realm transfer over to bow hunting, as well as your ability to grind and give each and every day in the field, your best bet, you know, you give it a hundred percent. And for me, that's, that's probably one of the secrets. I've killed most of my animals late into hunt, and I don't think it's because I suck at bow hunting, but I think it's just because you have to put yourself uh, in several opportunities with a bow, and, and a lot of times it just takes, that takes you deep into the hunt, and hopefully you're physically able, mentally able to, to give, put your best foot forward on those last hard days when a lot of guys just want to call it quits or sit in camp and drink beer. Um, not me. I've worked way too hard. Precious, precious vacation days will not be squandered. I will hunt my hardest until the sun goes down on the last day and, and physical fitness is, is going to pay dividends. And honestly, if you want to bow hunt the rest of your life and do it well, cause I sure as hell do. I want to stay fit. I want to stay fit for my children, my family, and I want to stay fit so I can bow hunt deep into life. And, and I just don't want to sit on the sidelines, man. So fitness plays a large role in that. And I, you really can't argue with it. 
uh, you can try, um, but I just don't see it that way. No, I, I agree. I mean, it, it, it's one of those deals that coming out of college, I was very fit, playing baseball, you know, did the whole thing, got into the work deal, and, and then little at a time, I started to, my, my training started to fall off a little bit, but I continued hunting, and there was a couple seasons where I had just been, physical fitness wasn't a priority, and I suffered, you know, I mean, to the point where you see you see a herd of elk up the hill, and all you need to do is get to them, you know, they're, they're, they're four to six hundred yards straight up the hill, and when you get to the top, and you don't have the physical strength to pull your bow back, and you know you don't, you can't have that, you know, that's, that's where, you know, and that's just one example of many, but um, yeah, it, it, you're absolutely right, and, and I agree. I mean, I, I try to preach it around my shop and, and encourage people to be aware of, of their physical fitness capabilities and how they can get better and what terrain they're going to be hunting. I mean, we, we bring in – I've got a cousin that owns a, a box here in uh, north of Denver, and I bring him in. You know, we usually do once a week in the spring, and we'll, we'll, we'll do a workout with our shooting and, and we, just trying to, trying to help people out to, to be ready for the season. So um, t- tell me a little bit more about. Uh, I mean, you, you know, I, I really like the 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 get fit, uh, get serious, get fit videos. You know, I, I've taken a lot from from some of the just listening to other people's, um, you know, you, different people's regimens, deep, different people's shooting routines. You know, your shoulder workout uh, or warm up exercise video is is still one of my favorites. You know, how important is that with with bow hunters with with proper warm up? you know, or, or just proper coaching. Yeah. I mean, that's a, we can go real deep into that, but to answer your first question about warming up and shoulders, it's, I mean, the warm up is probably the most overlooked or abused component of a fitness regimen. Nobody likes to warm up. You just want to get in after it. But, uh, we as bow hunters, we, we live and die by our shoulders. You know, they're what pull that bow back and hold it steady and let us, execute a a perfect shot uh shoulders are a very complex part of your body and what i mean by that is the ball and socket joint just like your hip there's only two shoulder hip and there's a lot of muscles crossing and uh for you to keep your shoulders healthy is you're gonna have to do your due diligence so to speak and we talked in the last previous recording but i'll touch on it um the shoulders you're talking about the deltoids you have your shoulder blades that help execute that back tension pull. Um, you have the rotator cuff, the rhomboids. I don't need to give you an anatomy lesson, but we're talking about a network of muscles that are involved when you're, you're shooting your bow. And for those to be truly warmed up and get some good blood in there and to have awesome range of motion in your soft tissue and your shoulder capsule, you'll maybe hear that term. There's a lot that can be done there. And like I was telling you before, you know, I just recently got back from a CrossFit gymnastics certification. I am going to make a new and improved shoulder mobility with a partner. And it's some really awesome partner stretches that you can do for your shoulders just to maintain or improve your mobility and the longevity of your shoulders. And uh, look for that video soon. But anyways, alignment and shoulders go hand in hand. And what I mean by that is like, if you were driving your truck out of alignment, you can still do that. However, you will have wear and tear on your tires, your struts, all that kind of stuff. And you can replace those 
and get poor gas mileage and, and still drive your vehicle. Well, the shoulders, you don't have replaceable parts. You don't want replaceable parts. You want the ones that God has given you. And so you want to keep your shoulders in alignment. And it starts with posture. A lot of, lot of people have a nine-to-five in front of a desk. Their shoulders are hunched forward for eight hours a day. They got the keyboard in front of them, the monitor, their phone. And they get in their vehicle. They slouch when they drive. So you need to be able to be conscious or cognizant of your alignment. And it starts by just getting your shoulder blades as close to the spine and down as possible throughout the day. So if you sit at a desk, stand up every 20 minutes and stretch out. If you're driving your vehicle, get your rear view mirror up real high. So if you look through it, you got to have perfect posture and you're upright. I know you didn't invite me on here to talk about posture, but it plays that big a role in your shoulders. And the shoulders are the cornerstone of basically healthy bow hunting. You don't want to go see the doctor. You don't want to scope. You don't want to have, you know, get a bicep tendon reattached or, you know, get a, you might have a tear in a rotator cuff. You need to, you don't want to see the surgeon. You want to have nice, healthy shoulders so you can do this thing we call bow hunting and do it well. Uh, absolutely, and I've been there, man. I've I've had some shoulder issues from poor posture for for shooting that way for a long time, and and finally getting to the point where I almost couldn't shoot anymore. Had to start doing some physical therapy and and some treatment on it to make it right. And I tell you, it, you don't want to be there if you're not there. You need to take care of your shoulders. And I'll I'll find that video and link to it in the show notes uh, with your shoulder warm up video. Like I said, there, there's a lot of good videos out there. I know uh, Kenton's got one on shoulder shoulder warm-ups, and, and yours is really good. And and it's it's just that awareness factor of, like I said, you, you may not have shoulder problems now, but if you don't take care of them, it may only be a, a matter of time. So a couple of things here before we, we close out. Dan, are you, you heading to ATA, right? Absolutely. So – you know, for for the listeners out there that don't get to go to an event like that, um, just because you're not in the hunting industry, whether it's through media or through a pro shop or through sales or some other uh, manner that that you know it, it's an invite type of show, but um, th- they offer a lot of training there, a lot of seminars and coaching, and and I, I gobble that stuff up, man. I mean, it's great to see all the new product, and and this year Teddy, actually a mutual friend of ours, Teddy Doer is going to be coming with me, and. And we're going to just try to film a couple, you know, one to two minute snippets on some new products and some different stuff there and put up on our on our Facebook page and the website. But those seminars is what I really I try to take those in as much as I can and and learning where I can from industry professionals and, you know, people that have insight into something that I maybe don't have or I haven't been that exposed to. But you being in the fitness industry it seems to me like the fitness industry is as at the forefront of trying to to be eager and learning and seminars and coaching and you know where do you see it? do you see it like I do I mean bow it seems like there's a there's a disconnect with when you get to bow hunters and coaching or bow hunters and 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 learning it, is it because people are so such have such high egos in in an activity like bow hunting or what's your take on that Oh yeah um well let's take a step back I mean I, Ego gets in the way of everything, and I'm speaking for myself. But put that aside. You put your ego aside, and you look at what what the outcome is what you're after, and you want to make yourself a, the best you can be. And that starts by investing in yourself. And for me, investing in myself means 
uh, as a CrossFit owner, is going to pay the money to learn from others, a continued education. And, and that pays dividends for my clientele that I get to work with. makes me a better athlete. Same with bow hunting. If, you know, if I'm having struggles with my bow setup or maybe I'm getting some target panic, what's 60 bucks to go invest and get a private lesson and, and get yourself backed in because you know how much time and energy we put into bow hunting. Why not invest 60 bucks and, and get a shooting lesson? You know, I told you in the last recording, I still stand by it. If you're not moving forward, you're not standing still. So what I mean by that is if you're not constantly always improving and looking to make yourself better, you're not staying the same. You're getting worse. And if you want to yep. get worse, that's you. That's not me. And, and so, yeah, I, I think we all need to learn from each other. We've got the Internet. We've got so much information at our fingertips. We live in a day and age where we can continually grow and evolve. That's it, man. I mean, like you said, it's it, you, you need to keep striving to, to be better and to get better. And it's not that the animals are, you know, it, it's that the species that we chase are going to be any different. But the more hunters get into the woods, the more educated they get. You know, so whether you need to up your physical ability or whether you need to up your, your skills as a hunter for stalking or shooting or what whatever it is, you need to keep getting better. Because like you said, putting those two elk in the freezer that you need to, you know, to live by with your family, you know, that's, you, you depend on that, you know, yeah. and and my family is the same way, you know, so it, it's it's one of those deals that I, I agree, man, I'm I'm all for learning, I'm all for teaching wherever I can. And, and, you know, sharing, if nothing else, it's, it's teaching through experiences that some people take a lot from. Um, so I just, I wanted to get your, your feedback on that. Cause like I said, when we, you know, there's, they offer a lot of seminars and stuff at the, at the, at the ATA show. And, um, it's great, man. I really appreciate those seminars and, uh, I'm looking forward to it, but, um, what, what else, I mean, you looking forward to anything other than rubbing some elbows out there, checking out some of the new gear at the, at the show, what's your, What's oh your yeah, kind of main business. Well, the Archer Trade Show for me is—it's like a family reunion. Uh, it's a chance for me to see all my partners face to face for the you know once a year, catch up, tell some stories. I think this might be my tenth ATA show, so I've been doing it for a while, and 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 I'll meet some new faces too, which I always look forward to, and uh, see all the new bows and any new gear. And and if you're just into archery, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, it's, there's a great community. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's bow hunting all weekend long, man. It's a, it's a great time. And if, if you can go, I recommend it. It's, a, it's worth your time. No, that's it, man. I agree a hundred percent. So, well, Dan, I mean, so, you know, to, to close out the, the episode here, I, I want to touch a little bit just about, you know, you, you've got quite a bit going with, with having the, the CrossFit gym and then, you know, you've got some online stuff you do with articles and, and you stay pretty active on on social media, but um, you know, what, is there anything you're working on here moving forward that that you know some of the listeners should be looking for? Or you're excited to kind of throw dangle a carrot out there? Um, I'm not that exciting, honestly. I'm just like everybody <laughs> else. I just like just love fitness and bow hunting. Uh, if you want to follow what I'm doing, I I try to stay pretty disciplined or at least diligent at posting my own personal workout. Uh, log on elkshape.com and you may love or hate or love to hate what I do for training but what uh, uh, I do CrossFit there's no denying that and um, basically I, I just feel like it's what works for me 
it's not for everybody. But if you want to follow along with my workout programs or maybe look at any of the articles I've written on do-it-yourself bow hunting out west, which is kind of what I love, I got all my articles there. I wrote a book called Train to Hunt before Kent and I started Train to Hunt that you can get a electronic copy of that on the website and been putting a ton of energy into my YouTube channel Elk Shape to basically just provide more training information and kind of my do-it-yourself hunts. Um, gosh, that's really it. I mean, that's kind of where I've been putting my energy these days, but I'm just like you, man. I just can't wait to draw a good tag and go bow hunting out West. And that's it, man. So, and I've, I've got to check out some of your hunts online and, and it's great stuff. I mean, like you said, you know, we've got some mutual friends, uh, in Santino and Teddy and, um, and it, it's, I've got to see, I've got to hear a lot of the stories from the bear hunts anyway, as, as Santino and Teddy have been on those the last couple of years and, and then catching some of the other stuff that you've put on YouTube. So, you know, I, I think it's exciting. You know, I, I can appreciate what you're doing and, and what you stand for, you know, with fitness and, and in the hunting industry. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'd really like to be able to, to tap into to Dan's mind here moving forward because there's a lot that you may think is everyday normal normal stuff you know and and i'm the same way with some of the stuff i do but what i'm starting to find out is you know the the new bow hunters or the bow hunters that are just eager to learn more you know they want to hear you know hey well you know how yeah dan shoots his bow every day you know maybe he he practices with his workouts occasionally but you know but it, to, to me and you that's normal every day-to-day stuff but for some people it's not so it, it's really uh I don't know. Like I said, it's valuable content, valuable information for for many bow hunters out there that are looking to take the next step and looking to improve their you know their their overall self as a bow hunter. So, I mean, we'll we'll, we'll definitely share some some info back and forth moving forward and get back on the line because you know, like I said, I, I know you've got a lot of I got got a lot of stuff lined out and, and every year seems to be there some some pretty neat highlights that that you throw out there. So, be excited to to keep connected and, and be able to share that stuff with the audience that, that are, you know, following on the podcast and, and maybe some of the audience that you've got on elk shape, you know, we might be able to, uh, co-pollinate some information. You betcha, man. Yeah. I just, we, we definitely got to touch on staying motivated and there's a lot of other off topics that I would just love to speak from my heart from just stuff that maybe I take for granted, but I would love to just get people inspired to, to basically become the best version of themselves in the mountains, at home, in the gym, in life. And I think there's a lot of uh, parallels between bow hunting and life, and you can learn so much about yourself. And and, um, we're just lucky to call ourselves bow hunters, in my opinion. And uh, I appreciate you taking the time to, you know, to see what I have to say. Hey, man, no problem. And and to close this episode off, I just want to Send a, a, a shout out to a partner or sponsor of both of ours, and that's Hoyt Archery. You know, if you haven't checked out their new line of bows, go to Hoyt.com and, and check out the Defiant series, the Carbon Defiance, uh, our suite. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting on mine. Uh, I got one ordered. Uh, I don't know if have you got to shoot the new ones yet, Dan? Yeah, I have, and uh, like I, I am waiting patiently for that carbon to show up. <laughs> Can't wait to uh, get some arrows through it. There you go, man. I'm in the same boat. So that being said, you know, great people over there at Hoyt. Uh, can't say enough good things about them. You know, they're, they're here based in the West. They, you know, and you, Dan and I both, you know, we, we live in the West. We hunt the West. And 
uh, a company that really has their pulse on uh, on Western bow hunting. So, anyway, that being said, thank you to Hoyt. Check them out. And we're going to leave you on this episode with uh, the same phrase that I've been leaving you on the last few, and and that is uh, don't settle for an imperfect arrow. Uh, being being great at bow hunting, you know, you you want to make sure that you put everything you've got into it, and and releasing that arrow that's not quite right, you know, that's uh, that's not going to get you any better. So Dan, uh, appreciate you doing this with me again the second time. We'll catch up again soon. Uh, and see you at the ATA, ATA, which is actually when this episode will probably come out, is that week. So uh, check it out. Uh, Dan, thanks again, and we'll see everybody later on.